0: Amen. Praise the Lord, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And welcome back to to seventy two Nations Conference Call Podcast. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our next um, conference call will be on the will be on the um, will be will be on the seventh October seventh, and the last one November eleventh for this year. Hallelujah. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'll be in the Philippines, um in Hallelujah, in, in October. Praise God. And we'll be holding meetings there. Praise the Lord and and um going to the nations. Amen. Hallelujah. So just wanna put that out there. Not Amen. And, and so if anyone would like to support that, um they can um Uh, Mail mail to um, Supplication International Ministries, P.O. Box 8132, Omaha, Nebraska, 68108. And then um, you make your checks out to Supplication National Ministries. Or you can get through the cash app. The cash sign is SIM Omaha. Or uh, PayPal, it's um, paypal.me slash SIM Omaha. Praise God. You can find more information at ElvisIverson Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord. Let the Lord God we just thank you that we are seated with Christ in happy place. We're seated in the very throne of oh God. Oh God, Lord, awaken us right now. Awaken us, oh God. Oh God, awaken us, oh God, to your presence, O oh God. Awaken us, O oh God. To the anointing, oh God, right now, to your glory, to your fire right now, to your power in the name of Jesus Christ. Let our bodies be soaked, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ, with your presence in Jesus' name. For truly you are here, O God. If two or three are gathered in your name, you are in our midst in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lord God, Lord, activate us, O God, into your presence, O God. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we pray, Lord, release the healing and anointing of God. Oh, we, I pray for a, a blanket, a blanket of the fire of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the healing and anointing of God, O oh God, the revival and the presence of God, to wrap around everyone that's listening to this message today and, and, and whoever will listen to it on the podcast Me, let, wrap, let this book wrap around them many times in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm Betty?
1: Okay. I'm going to share a little bit from the book of Malachi today. This is the last book in the Old Testament. It's from the New King James. And I'm going to be quoting a lot of scripture from this book. This book is telling us a lot about what is going on today a lot about what we need to expect, a lot how we need to be walking with the Lord. There's so much wonderful advice and so much information in this little book of Malachi. I'm only going to, I'm going to skip around, so I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm just reading parts of it. So where I'm beginning is, I'm going to, verse chapter 1, verse 11, For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered in my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations. What a time in history where we need the name of the Lord to be great among the nations. We have found Satan working in so many places, and what we just saw happen in Hawaii, what the enemy has done with these people, the the, the people in that nation, has been absolutely horrendous. (laughs) A little further down in verse 14, it says, For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Did you get that? Among the nations. The name of the Lord is to be lifted up. The name of the Lord is to be feared. We have not honored that name in the nations as we should. We do not fear the Lord as we should. But at a time where God is going to bring this about, and we're going to see a great change, Coming forth. Then in chapter 2, verse 2 says, If you will not hear, if you will not take to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. I will curse them already, for I have cursed them already, because you do not take it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants. I mean... We are called to honor the name of the Lord. We are honored, honor the King of Kings. There has not been the honor that is due our King of Kings. There are people throughout the nations, but not the nations. And it's time for the body of Christ to raise up and honor the name of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Almighty God. In verse in in chapter two, verse four through six says. Then they shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my commandment with Levi will, may continue, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him one of life and peace. And I gave to him that he might be fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. The law of the truth will be in his mouth, and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and iniquity, and, and, and equality and turned many away from iniquity. We're called to turn people away from iniquity. We've called people to call them them away from sin. We need to walk in that anointing and that authority of Jesus, that we too can be used as instruments in his kingdom at this time. I'm moving on to chapter 2. Verse 15. Verse 15. We got a problem. He seeks godly offerings, therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously with the wife of your youth. For the Lord of Israel says, I hate divorce. Many of us have gone through divorce. We know the horrors of it. We know the problems it's caused. Many people are suffering because of having gone through it. God understands what we've gone through. God understands and he sees. And it's happened so much in the church. There's as much divorce in the church as there is in the world today. God wants to heal this in many people. And I pray for that healing to take across the nation. But this, this is broken by the power of the blood, and the curse of it is broken by the power of the blood. In verse 3, verse 1, it says, And he will prepare the way before me, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple. God is preparing a way for his bodies today. He's preparing a way for the saints to come into the fullness of his kingdom. He wants his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. That's why he taught the Lord's prayer, that that kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for each one listening today that God's kingdom will come upon you on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to walk in his glory, his anointing, his power, his authority. He wants us to be totally in love with him. He wants us to worship him, to praise him. He wants us to know that he loves us. Many of us don't even know how much the Lord loves us. He has called us to be his own, to die, that we might have life and have it abundantly. And we need to walk in that. And we can. We're required to do it. We're asked to do it. He asked us to do it many times. We're called to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And that's where we're to be. And in ver- in also in chapter 3, a little further it says, He is like a refiner's fire, and like a laundry soap. He will sit as a refiner, and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to this to the Lord. He has purified many of us. It hurts to go through it. It hurts to have the refiner's fire turned upon us. But what cut us forth is a vessel pure and purified unto the Lord. Vessels for honor, that are honored to serve the king, that are welcome to serve the king, that will serve the king in this time. <clears throat> There's so much more I could say about this, but I just wanted to throw out a few things in the book of Levi. Malachi, I mean. And it says down in verse 7 in chapter 3, Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances, ordinances, have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? He will tell us how to return. We need the body of Christ to return to Christ. There are too many lukewarm Christians today. We need to be sold out to the king, and he will help us to do that. further on in verse, in chapter 3 it says, if you will not open, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings then there will be more more than enough for you to receive them and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground and that you may and you shall, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit this is where he's talking about our 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 soft offering to the Lord, our tithe and offering, we need to remember to give unto him who has given unto us. And he blesses us when we do. Then he goes on to say, All the nations shall call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. As we return to the Lord, we are a delightful land. We are a delightful people no matter where we live, where we are. We are a delight to the Lord as we turn it all over to the Lord and follow the word of his of the king. This little book of Malachi has so much to tell us and so much to share at this end time. There's just a little more I want to share. In the third chapter, it says, And a man shall spare his... Oh, no. Um, and there shall again a concern between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. We're coming to a time of judgment where it will be seen, those that are serving the Lord and those that are not serving the Lord. And Then in the fourth chapter it says, The Son of Righteous shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like a stall-fed calf. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, we are at the time where this is going to happen. We're at that time. The Lord is opening the gates of heaven. He's pouring out his glory and his blessing upon the nation that we shall trample on the enemy. There shall be victory through us. It's time to rejoice, to turn everything over to Christ, to be determined to love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. That we may be ready to do the work that he's called us to do at this time in his kingdom. And I thank you, Lord, this word will not revoke, return void, but will accomplish that from what you said. And I send this in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. um moment.
2: Hallelujah. <clears throat> Betty, when you shared about um, being refined, it reminded me of, I just looked up Psalm 12:7. It's a beautiful verse about God's word. For every word Yahweh speaks is sure and reliable. His truth is tested, found to be flawless and ever faithful. It's as pure as silver refined seven times in a crucible of clay. And, and in Corinthians, it says we, are, we have this uh, treasure in earthen vessels. We're the earthen vessels, and we have um, the Holy Spirit living within us. And this is our treasure. This is our treasure. This is our hope. And the footnote in uh, the Passion Bible is beautiful. It says the clay furnace is the crucible in the heart of man. We are the earthen vessels inside which God has placed his flawless words. His words test us, try us, they refine us seven times over until they are purified and assimilated into our spirits. The fire of testing purifies us as vessels to carry the word within our hearts. So the last couple weeks, um, the Lord has brought the word hope to me. And as we've ministered at the nursing home, all I can see on those faces is that they need hope. And as the Lord began speaking to me about hope a, a, a few days ago, I looked up in Hebrew. I love to go to the root of things. I don't do it all the time, but I love doing it. And um, the root word in Hebrew for hope in the Old Testament is uh, tikva, which means rope or cord. And uh, hope is what we anchor our faith to. Faith is now, faith, we stand on the promises of God's word. That's that's how we get faith. Faith comes by hearing and understanding the word. And we tie it, hope ties us to our faith. So hope is our expectation in the future, and we're waiting for the fulfillment of the promises we're standing on. Many of these people that I see at the nursing home, perhaps, all of them I'm not sure um, perhaps you don't even know the promises of God so as the word is shared with them i believe it seeds into their hearts and we pray for their hearts that they wouldn't be hard but that would that they would be ready to receive the seed of the word of God so we just thank we just thank him for for bringing hope to people that is our mission in life we're to go and spread hope to the whole world. Um, As I was thinking of hope, I was always also thinking of Charles Capps uh, wrote about hope years ago, and he said it's like, I remember him sharing, it's like a thermostat. If our house is um, 50 degrees and we want it to be 75 in the winter, we turn the thermostat up. That's our goal setter. That's our hope. We're not lying that we say it's going to, it's 75. The thermostat says 75, but that's our goal setter. Hope is our goal setter. And the word of God is what we stand on. So if we don't let go of that rope, that cord, we will see the fulfillment of the promises of God in our life. And that is an awesome, awesome uh, promise to us. I... I love sharing um, stories about people, and, and Hebrews 6.12 says to be imitators of those who through faith and pa- patience inherit the promises. So the word says to be imitators of those who've gone before us, and in Corinthians it says these things were written in the word for our example. We can learn from the blessings of those who've gone before us, how they how they were blessed of God when they were obedient, and we can be warned of not taking the same steps they took as they walked at times in disobedience like we we all have. And so I think back to um, I shared before about Hannah. I love the persistence in prayer, the crying out to God for a child. She was persistent. She cried out even though she was bullied. I love that. Strong faith she had and then I, I remember Lydia and um, she was a seeker of God she was an entrepreneur she was a businesswoman but she knew there was something more in life and she went out and sought it and then she shared then she went out and she was a missionary to her family and and those all around her in and I believe the first con- a Gentile convert in Europe amazing and uh, the woman with the alabaster box I shared a little on, how every soul is hungry to know their creator, whether they know it or not, every soul, every person. And so it's it's beautiful. God can lead us in many directions in life. Um, I know he's always led me to work at, um, in every city I lived in, I worked at the mission, the downtown mission, um, to see the people who needed hope, they needed life. They needed help physically and mentally. But they, above all, needed help to know Jesus, that there is hope, and that the promises of God are for everybody, for everybody. And they won't know them unless they're told. How will they know unless they're told? So that's our, that's our privilege, to go out and tell those who God leads us to. One of the men I was reminded of recently was, um, George Mueller back in the 1800s. I try to read his um, biography once a year, and what it does for me, it reminds me of God's word and and that um, we can go to God alone for things we need. And George Mueller's life is absolutely awesome. If you can read it or see a movie about him, um, reading the book has so much more in it so he was born in 1805 and the first 20 years of his life he lived he was called the robber of uh, the streets in bristol england um he was uh, a thief he grew up stealing money from his father who was i believe a tax collector in germany he was born in germany and he was um he became a thief, very young age, 10 years old, started drinking, gambling, and uh, had no real desire for God at all. His um, his father thought he should become a minister, so that as the father got older, that his son would take, have a profession and take good care of him. Well, George had no desire for that, but he, he was sent to a boarding school because of all his... Um, Disobedience in the home, and all his gambling and stealing. And at the boarding school, he met a young man whose last name was Beta. So in the story, in the book, he's just gone by that name, Beta. And um, he was a very quiet young man and serious. And George despised him. He he knew this young man had no fun in life at all. He he did not like him. Well, he went on to college. George went on to college. His dad sent him to. Um, university in Germany and uh, he was studying for the for to become a minister and um, at times George was pulled to change his life but he had no willpower within himself he'd he'd be good for a while and then he'd go back to gambling and drinking and um, and yet he was studying to be a minister and so um, in college um, his dad saw that this was still continuing, so his father said, I'm not supporting you anymore. Nothing. You're done. I'm done with you. And so that left George without any funds. And um, his friend Betta uh, had brought him recently to a Bible study just before his father cut off his funds. Beta said, why don't you come to this Bible study with me? And um, you know, the times I've I've spent with you, um, I I tried the worldly ways you were trying, and they didn't satisfy me. I was a backslider. I'm going back to God. Why don't you come to this Bible study with me? So George went to the Bible study, and that night he saw young men his age get on their knees and cry out to God. And they read a printed sermon, and that's what they did at those those little Bible studies they had. They read a printed sermon, and then they prayed. And that's the night George, his heart was touched. God touched his heart. He repented of his sin. He gave his life to Jesus. And he he then, that from that night on, had a desire to tell others about Jesus. So when his dad cut off his funds, he said, Lord, I, I need help. And that began his prayer life. George Mueller is really known for his prayer life. It's so unique. It's so beautiful. And so he began praying. He said, Lord, I need funds for college, and I don't, I don't know where to live. Well, the Lord had a plan. It was a key to his life, a key to George's life, to go through this time in his life. God had a plan for him. And the plan was for him to spend two months of free rent in an orphanage in a, a poorhouse. Um, that a, min, uh, a professor at his college had begun in Germany. And uh, in two months, he saw the poor taken care of, children taken care of, orphans, and he was so impressed. He was so impressed because at that time in England, there were thousands of orphans, thousands of orphans, and they uh, were treated very, very poorly. They were sent to workhouses, or they were sent to prisons to be with other violent people or mentally ill people. And so all these little children, all these little children back then were treated as nothing. And, you know, children are God's favorite. He loves them so much because they're so innocent, and during their growing up years is when they're, they're formed and they can, they can be ministered to and uh, learn about Jesus. But these little children didn't have parents. They didn't have their needs met, physical or spiritual. So during um, George's early 20s, he saw the orphan, but he he wasn't really sure of what he could do about it. Well, through uh, um, through some of his relationships with uh, other men of God, He met a a young dentist who had totally given up. He and his wife had given up all their possessions to go to Baghdad to minister. And his name was Anthony Grover. And George was so impressed and drawn to what they were doing. Total dependence on God. Who heard of that? Total dependence on going where the Holy Spirit would lead them. That's what he desired and he met Anthony's sister, Sarah, and they were married shortly after. Sarah had the same mindset to be led by the Holy Spirit and to um, to bring hope and the Word of God to those around. And so together, they were in agreement, and God blessed, God blessed them richly. And they decided that they would give up earthly possessions And just go to God for all their needs. And that's what God began doing in their life. Well, as time went on, George became a pastor of a small church of 18 people. And he saw that there was so much doubt in the church. And he saw that the people had been taught things by theologians that were not the word of God, were not the true word of God. So he knew there was a lack of the word. There was a famine of the word of God a real famine of the Word of God. And so all these things were working on George's heart. So to kind of wrap it up, God began showing him all these things, the lack in the body of Christ, the famine of the Word of God, and then the orphans. So he and a friend, another minister, began um, an institute um, called the Scripture Knowledge Institute. And what they did was they... Their main goal was to teach the Word of God to children and to adults, have Bible studies, uh, to distribute Bibles, to distribute tracts, and to support missionaries. Okay, that was the four pillars of their ministry. And um, as time went on, he saw the need of the orphans. So then he opened up a fifth pillar of the ministry, and that was to feed and clothe uh, orphans who had lost both parents and um, spiritually train them up in the word of God and give them a trade. Now, as he started doing this, he, all he and Mary did was they had um, come together and decided that they would not speak a word to anybody about their needs. So they prayed about renting a building and God opened up a building for them to rent. Then they prayed about um, getting dishes. And, and someone brought dishes right to the doorstep, left boxes of dishes. They prayed about everything. They prayed about curtains. They prayed about rugs. They prayed about beds. Everything was provided. But no orphans came. And George was kind of puzzled. And then he remembered he had asked God for everything, but he had forgotten to ask God to send the orphans. And so one day, he began began praying and he said, Lord, we've got all things ready. Could you send the orphans? You send the orphans. You go out and bring them in. And one by one, people would bring little orphans to their doorstep. All of a sudden, they had 30 girls. And God began, every day, he would answer their prayers. In fact, in um, George's lifetime, He had kept such distinct journals that over 50,000 prayers were answered in his lifetime, specific prayers. And many of them, I believe, I can't remember, half or two-thirds, probably half, were answered um, within a short time. And many, many, many thousands were answered within an hour, within an hour. So they would go to their prayer closet, ask God for everything they needed. I think one of the keys to George's life, as I read about him, was that he he went, he saw the need in the body of Christ, the famine of the word. He saw the doubt in many believers. And they didn't trust God. They really didn't trust God. And so he said the reason he went into the orphanages, one of the main reasons was to prove that God heard our prayers as we stood on the word and was faithful to answer he hears every prayer and he's faithful to answer so they wouldn't tell anybody about their needs but at the yearly meeting for their orphanage then he would open the books and share every answer to prayer during that year and that would be the witness to the church and to the body of christ around him that God was faithful. And as year by year went by, people were stunned. And they were drawn to God's word. And they were drawn to the God who hears and answers prayer. So this was George Mueller's life. I tell you, his life is tremendous. It it reminds me of just of the word and how important it is. I'm going to read a few scriptures that he, he stood on. Absolutely awesome. One of them was, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord, and that means to hopefully watch. Hopefully watch as we wait on the Lord to fulfill his promises and to live in expectation, and that's what George and Mary did. Another verse he stood on was, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season... We shall reap if we faint not. If we don't lose hope, but stand on the promises until hope is fulfilled. The Lord says, don't be weary while you're waiting. In due season you'll reap. Another verse he shared from Psalms of my times are in your hand, Lord. And then from Ephesians you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly all that we ask or think. And from 1 Samuel, them that honor me, I will honor. And the last one that I will just share is 1 Peter 1, 1.7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the peering of Jesus Christ. I think that's what all our our hearts should be saying. Father, as we walk through this life in Isaiah, you say when we walk through the waters, you'll walk with us. When you walk through the rivers, they won't overtake us. When we walk through the fire, we'll, we'll not be burned, and neither will the flame kindle upon us. We won't even smell of the smoke. And we can walk with assurance because we have God's promises. And the first verse I read was that his word is flawless. His word is true. Every word Yahweh speaks is sure and reliable. His truth is tested, found to be flawless and ever faithful. It's as pure as silver, refined seven times in a crucible of clay. George Mueller was a crucible of clay and his life is still speaking today. His organization is still going on, caring for the orphans. In the same way uh, George Mueller um, brought in the needs, uh, brought the needs before God, they're still doing that today by prayer and God is supplying. So his legacy lives on. So that should be a challenge to each of us. Is our legacy going to live on? Are people looking at us and seeing uh, how the Lord is faithful to us? That's that's an awesome challenge, and we just thank the Lord for his faithfulness to us, that we can stand on his word, and we can have hope, expectation, that he will complete the work he's begun in us and fulfill his word. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. um, Lord of God. um, um, Also, uh, I just want to say this before Errol comes on. Um, in um, September, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, Errol Anderson will be in Omaha, Nebraska. Yes, in Omaha, Nebraska, we'll have a meeting on on, on that Friday at seven, and then um, Saturday and Sunday meetings at two p.m. Hallelujah, praise God. And if you um, in this area, you want to attend, just just um, contact us. Hallelujah amen, at my website at com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ariel?
3: Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is no other name given amongst men that need be called upon other than the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. That name, that's above every name. The sweetest name I know. There's just something about that name. Jesus. 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 You're all that we need. You're all that we worship. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Betty, and thank you, Lois, for the word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I'd like to go to Psalm 73, and I know this is uh, Elvis' main message today, so I don't want to take too long. But for me to say something that's five minutes is is uh, just about impossible. So I'm going to try to keep this as short as I can, but it's going to be Psalm 73. And I'm going to be taking this out of the New King James and referring a couple of the verses to the Passion as we go through it here. Psalm 73. A Psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to such are pure in heart. Matthew 5.8 says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We need to have pure hearts. Who can enter into the sanctuary of the Lord, who can enter into the mountain of God, but those who have clean hands and a pure heart. We need to have a pure heart. Hallelujah. But truly, God is good to Israel and to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. The last uh, last month I ministered on the title The Workers of Iniquity. And there's a group, a certain group of people that can be identified as the workers of iniquity and they're unredeemable and I also used the phrase the wicked the last time, the workers of iniquity and the wicked. And the word wicked is, has a very wide application. But in this portion of scripture here in Psalm 73, the wicked are equal to the workers of iniquity. But that wicked always are not. Equal, but in this portion of Scripture they are. So he goes on and he says, When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace, violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. The footnote on uh, in the King in the New King James, where it says their eyes bulge with abundance, there's a footnote that the Targum, one of the manuscripts, reads their face bulges rather than their eyes bulge, and the Septuagint, the Syriac, and the Vulgate reads iniquity bulges. Whether it's their eyes bulge or their face bulge or their iniquity bulges, they bulge with abundance. And they have more than their heart could wish. You know, certain names can come up. We can think of politicians and businessmen. We can think of certain millionaires and certain multi-billionaires. Of today, we can insert their names into this portion of scripture. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than their heart could wish. They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore, his people return here and the waters of a full cup are drained by them. I want to read that one in the uh, Passion. Yet the people keep coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. Yet the people keep coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. I think of uh, CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC uh, I mean all, all of those uh, all of those fake news channels and the people keep coming back and listening and believing what they say. therefore his people return here and waters of a full cup are drained by them verse 11 and they say, how does God know and is there knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Or you can say that, Behold, these are the wicked who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, behold i would have been untrue to the generation of your children when i thought how to understand this it was too painful to me until until i went into the sanctuary of god then i understood until i went into the sanctuary of god then i understood their end and in the passion they're all nothing more than momentary monarchs, soon to disappear like a dream when one awakes. When the rooster crows, Lord God, you'll despise your life of fantasies. Oh, anyway, I read verse 20, verse 17. But then one day I, brought, I was brought into the sanctuaries of God And in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. Then I understood that the destiny of the wicked was near. Then one day I was brought into the sanctuaries of God and in the light of glory. There has to be a presence of God. There's a lot of sanctuaries that there is no presence of God. There has to be a presence of God. And when there's a presence of God, then we understand what's going on in this world, and we get it from a perspective of Scripture. We get a perspective of how God sees it instead of the way the politicians see it, instead of the way the world sees it, instead of the way the the fake news sees it. We get a perspective from the way that God sees it when we enter into the sanctuary of the Lord where there's a presence of His the presence of God is absolutely imperative. And when we get together, where there are two or three or more, and we get together, there must be his presence there. Verse 18, Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with tears. As a dream when one wakes, so, Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Going back again to verse 20 in the Passion. They're all nothing more than momentary monarchs, soon to disappear like a dream when one awakes. When the rooster crows, Lord God, you'll despise their life of fantasies or their life of shadows. You'll despise it. These multi-millionaires, the multi-billionaires that are without God. Now, I have to make a footnote here also that you can be a lover of God. You can be on fire for God, and you can be a multi-billionaire. You can be a multi-millionaire. You can be rich. You can be, you can have the kabod of God and be a lover of God. So just because a person has money, I do believe that God wants all of his people to walk in prosperity, to be the head and not the tail, that you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country and blessed every place you go, that you'll be a lender and not a borrower. I believe it's God's desire that all his children prosper even as 1 John says, beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So there has to be a prosperity of the soul. And a lot of people, when they go into the, the dead churches, their soul doesn't prosper. And so therefore, they do not prosper spiritually. They do not prosper financially. They do not prosper in many areas of the life Because the presence of God is not there. Let's go on. Verse 21 Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant, I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand, you will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me into glory. You know, in verse 24, where he says, you will guide me with your counsel, Psalm 32, 8, says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. This is the Lord God Almighty speaking to David as David is prophesying to himself. Before anybody should prophesy to somebody else, you should practice prophesying to yourself. That's what David was doing in Psalm 32. He was prophesying to himself. Because the word of the Lord was coming to him, to him, for him. And he said, as he was prophesying to himself, The Lord was speaking to him and said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. That's up close and personal. That's very, very up close and personal. And see, he's the counselor. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace is he. His name shall be called Counselor. He's the Counselor. And when He's the Counselor, He will guide you up close and personal. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. We need to get the counsel of God. Even in Revelation, He says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire and salve to Anoint your eyes that you might see. So he desires to be a counselor to us, but so many people don't want the counsel of God. They want to get counsel from other people, but God wants to give personal counsel to each person because he wants to be up close and personal, but that means you have to have an up close and personal relationship with him. You will guide me with your counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. 25, verse 25 Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I have that I desire besides you. See, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus in heaven, it's all about Jesus on earth. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether it's in heaven or on earth. We need to have a zeal and be consumed with him. It's all about him. 26, my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Every time I read that, I think about Don Moen's song from Integrity Hosanna. God is the strength of my heart. Yeah, I mean, I I won't... uh, (laughs) I won't sing any more to you, trust me, but tune in to your computer or whatever and look up Don Moan and God is the strength of my heart. Beautiful song. And this is obviously where he took it from. Verse 27. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. Again, so much for once saved, always saved. They can't desert him. They can't forget him unless they first walked with him or first knew him. No one can take them out of his hand. No one can snatch them out of his hand. Satan cannot snatch them out of his hand. But each person has a free will to choose to follow after him and if they get carried away with the cares and the riches of this world if they get carried away with the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life they can walk away from God they nobody can snatch them anyone out of his hand but on an individual choice a person can walk away they can desert him They can leave him. Verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all your works. That's kind of like what George Mueller was doing. He drew close to God. When we think about William Branham and John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and Catherine Coleman and and Amy Semple McPherson and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of other whether it's david or samuel or moses whether it's paul or peter or james or jude or john or luke it doesn't matter which one you choose take them all they all chose to draw near to god and they all chose to put their trust in the lord god and by drawing near to him And by putting their trust in him, they can declare his works. It's good to draw near to God. It's so good to draw near to God. That's what George Mueller was doing, drawing near to God. That's what Malachi was doing, drawing near to God. And he was seeing how reprobate and how far people had drifted away from God. It's good to draw near to God. It's not fearful. We've not come onto the mountain with thunder and lightning and darkness and in death. We've come on to the creator of heaven and earth. We've come on to the city of the living God into Mount Zion into an innumerable company of angels. We draw near to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have access to his throne by the Holy Ghost. By the blood of Jesus, it's good to draw near to God. In Jesus' name, I commit drawing near unto God to everyone that listens to this. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. it's wonderful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, today I would like to um share about practice the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In um Hebrews um three, verse one, it says, um Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ is our high priest. Hallelujah. Amen. Not your pastor, not your apostle, not your prophet, or religious leader. Jesus Christ is the high priest. There's no such thing as an honor shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When um when Jesus ascended into heaven, hallelujah, he opened the heavens. He opened the heavens. Hallelujah. Every believer walks in an open heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Those that come around you come under that open heaven. You bring that open heaven. Wherever you go, hallelujah. Glory to God. We live under an open heaven because Jesus Christ is Lord. He rules and reigns, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Um, way back a long time ago, you know, I'm charismatic and Pentecostal, you know, we got to go open the heavens. But we got to travail and open the heavens. We got to kick open the, the 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 gates of heaven and all that. Well, guess what? Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. One thing in the in the in the charismatic and Pentecost we try to do stuff that Christ has already done. We try to do stuff. I. I if you have attended I have attended many altar calls and and um, people come up. And they're coming up the stuff that Jesus has already done. Hallelujah. And the thing is people need to teach the word of God. People need to have faith and believe. Hallelujah. And believe. Hallelujah. What Christ has already done. We we have a we have people um back in the um, a couple of years ago um, left behind on um, books and you know people are waiting for the rapture and and um, second coming of Christ hallelujah but yet their loved ones do not know Jesus Christ yet their neighbors do not know Jesus Christ yet the people that they work with or do not know Jesus Christ yet. See, The thing is, I think that those left-behind books has caused a a, um, I don't care because I'm leaving and all that. I don't care. I don't care about the things that God cares about. We need to get back to the Great Commission. Hallelujah. We need to get back to the Great Commission. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus did more things. Jesus did he did everything in his first coming. Everyone's waiting for the same coming, but you have not even embraced what Christ has already done. Hallelujah. And if we embrace what Christ has done, we will see God move among us. If traditional churches will talk about the incarnation of Jesus Christ, people will come to church. Hallelujah, but they don't talk about things. They they want to water the word down, but guess what? It's not the traditional churches now. It's the charismatics. It is the Pentecostal church. The thing is, Christ has done it. Christ has opened the heavens. We walk under an open heaven, hallelujah. And wherever you go, you bring that open heaven. No matter what nation you go, you bring that open heaven so you can believe for signs and wonders. You can believe for revival, hallelujah. You can believe for raising the dead, hallelujah. Glory to God. It's time to raise the dead. Hallelujah. I, this. I just want to say this. The Lord just spoke this to me. That don't, don't say the rapture is going to happen unless you see raising the dead in every single nation on this planet. And you hear about it every day. Hallelujah. We see the raising of the dead in every nation on every day. They even say the rapture is coming. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, hallelujah. Heavens are not closed. The heavens are not closed. Christ opened them, hallelujah, and they cannot be closed Jesus Christ rules and reigns. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is Lord. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter who is President of the United States. Jesus Christ is Lord. And they are subject to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is Lord. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords over all the nations. <laughs> and every nation is subject to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen, and so we have the presence of God. We can believe for the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah! Glory to God. And I want to say this, that um, there's some people that believe that the negative part of the Protestant Reformation is that they say that miracles are not today. Miracles. The gifts of the Spirit are not today. There is no scripture in the Bible that says that. The scriptures that they use has no scripture foundation. They had to twist that verse. They had to twist it, and they twisted it good. And I just want to tell you that those that believe in that are sinning against the Holy Spirit. We dwell in open heaven, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. In in, um, in Colossians, hallelujah. Colossians, hallelujah, chapter um, 2, verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I put all these bookmarks in my Bible so I can find the verse fast. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was risen from the dead, by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. One reason. See, Jesus Christ came to bring us in union. Amen. To bring us in union with God. Hallelujah. To bring us in union. We are one. We We are one. God is one with us, and we are one with God because... Of the blood of Jesus and the finished works of Christ, hallelujah, amen. Is not of your strength, of your might. We just need to realize and awake. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. um, I was listening to this preacher, Justin Paul Abraham, and he talks about two things that you can begin to access. The access to these signs and wonders is, is is through oneness, that you are one with God, that, for, through union, you know, through union, that you are one with God, through the blood of Jesus and faith, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, the thing is, that's why we can have the presence of God. That's why we can flow in signs and wonders. Hallelujah. When I see arrow... I see God right next to him. Hallelujah. When I see Lois, I see God right next to her. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we pray, when we pray, it's not that God over there and I'm over here. No, you're there with God and God is there with you. Hallelujah. And God is here with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. that's why we can enjoy the presence of God, the intoxication of the Holy Ghost, the revival presence of God, the glory of God, the kind of glory, the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. This is why we can have a revival. You you have this presence on you. You do not have to work your way up. You don't have to jump 200 jumping jacks, pray 2,000 hours, fast for... 100 days to to feel the presence of God. You're already in the presence of God. You don't have to come into the presence of God. You are already in the presence of God. Hallelujah. You are already in the presence of God. Glory to God. We just need to realize. We need to awaken and, and, and begin to soak in God's presence. Hallelujah. Begin to soak in God's presence. Hallelujah. This is the this is the key to revival. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're praying. You know what? We're not praying for revival because we're praying for revival that's in us to flow out of us. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Because when Jesus entered in, you entered in. When Jesus sat down, you sat down. What is grace? Grace is the finished works of Christ is the death, burial, and resurrection. What is rest is totally dependent upon him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, let's interpret that. The Hebrews is, is written to people that are struggling um, between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. So Hebrews 11 is, is talking about people in the Old Covenant so let's, let's translate that after after the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now faith is total reliance upon what Christ has done and enjoying Christ. Enjoying the pleasures of Christ. Enjoying what he has done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So We're in the presence of God. We're in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're in the presence of God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, there is too much unbelief in the church. We need to believe in the presence of God. We need to believe in the Holy Spirit. We need to believe in something, and we need to expect that. Hallelujah. To expect that, hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to expect the raise Him again. hallelujah. Glory to God. I um, these meetings in the Philippines that yeah, we'll do. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah. In October, I'm telling them, bring your sick and bring your dead. Hallelujah. Bring your sick and bring your dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, and Then I had, please let me know if you bring your dead. So keep your prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But that's what's gonna happen. That's what you're gonna hear. You're gonna hear. The dead has been risen, hallelujah. Glory to God. One thing is that in America, we are going to challenge the institutions, the churches are going to challenge the, 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 those who have faith. We're going to challenge society. We're going to challenge the nation whose signs and wonders and raise them again, hallelujah, glory to God, that we will defy um, the limits of man, hallelujah. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen in Laramore, North Dakota, hallelujah. It's going to happen next week in Laramore, North Dakota, hallelujah. It's going to happen, hallelujah, in Phoenix, Arizona. It's going to happen in India, in the Philippines, hallelujah, and, and several nations across the globe, hallelujah, that we will define the limit of man, hallelujah, and we have access to that. God has given you access by the blood of Jesus that you can flow inside the waters. What did Jesus say? Go and do my works, and you're going to do greater works. Go and do it in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, one thing is I have noticed that when you attend church on Sunday, if you know, a, a it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And that's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Because where is the power of God? Well, the Holy Spirit is in us and He is upon us. But where is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? Because we grieve the Holy Ghost. We quench the Holy Ghost. We put Him in a little box. He won't dwell in a little box because He is God. He left the building and it's time for the manifestation. Of the Holy Ghost, and that's what we are to 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 build an environment for the Holy Ghost to to manifest in our minds and in hallelujah in our means, hallelujah. And when we when we gather, hallelujah, it's time to raise the dead. It's time to raise the dead, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God, and, you know, one thing, and I just want to say this, hallelujah, might get in trouble for this, but, but, um, Hallelujah, who knows, if you start raising the dead, hallelujah, we'll have a lot more voters, hallelujah, we know what they're going to vote for, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God, people are bringing legal immigrants here to vote, we'll raise the dead, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, we'll raise the dead, we'll... We'll, do, we'll, we'll go beyond that. We'll just raise the dead, hallelujah. These people will raise American citizens from the dead, hallelujah. And every citizen in this country has the right to vote, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. It's time to raise the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I I, I got in trouble when I was a teenager, talking about raising the dead. This man came to my door to strangle me, and, and um he's... He was an Air Force guy, and lucky I had friends that were that that, that, that their uh, their dads were Air Force guys, and they went over to, to threaten that man to stay away from me and threaten him to be court-martialed if he does be arrested. You cannot go around with joking kids when they talk about raising the dead. But you know what? That's what's going to happen. We're going to see teenagers. We're going to see children throwing signs. when not just adults. So hallelujah! We gotta get ready, hallelujah. We'll, we're gonna see persecution. Persecution is coming in California. They're making it against the law for parents to speak to their children about certain moral issues. So, which is against the First Amendment. It took took the courts to say that 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 Joe Biden has violated and his ministry has violated the first amendment we all knew we all knew that they violated the first amendment we all knew Why did they have to pick the court because it's a it's another form of our rights being stolen away that we have to wait and all that when any knew, everyone knew that they violated the first amendment but the thing is, God hears our cries, and now he's going to answer, and justice is coming. Justice, 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 justice. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and not only that, we are going to flow in silence. This is a time of revival. And see, the thing is, you're already living in revival because you have union. You have union with God because of the blood of Jesus, because of the finished course of Christ. You're in the presence of God. We just need to begin to cultivate and practice and soak. Hallelujah. Glory to God. From the presence of God, from practicing the presence of God, you will go from practicing the presence of God to practicing revival. The Lord says, right now you just said to me, that we will be a generation that will practice revival. That revival will be a practice. Hallelujah. Lord to God, it's time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I I remember when I was a kid, people would talk about, oh, you know, they, they talk about how God's over there and and how, you know, you got, you know, of course, when you praise God, he happens to praise those people. But the thing is, God is already here. Hallelujah. You're born again. You're, you, you, um, Hallelujah. They're His. Glory to God. In Matthew chapter 3. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse, um, amen, verse 11 to 12 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who has come after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His little fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean up the threshing floor, and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Wow! How do we, with unquenchable fire! With unclenchable fire. Hallelujah. Unclenchable fire. Fire, fire, fire. the fire of God come now. Let the fire of God come now. Hallelujah. Let the fire of God come now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I see the fire of God on everyone that's listening right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And you spoke in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. You were not baptized with a little Holy Spirit. There's no such thing as a little Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of God. Hallelujah. Of the Godhead. Hallelujah. So ego, co eternal. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to awaken to the back of the Holy Ghost. We need to awaken to the fire of God. Hallelujah. So many churches have limited the Holy Spirit. So many Pentecost churches. Have limited the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need to awaken. Hallelujah! Glory to God. You do not pray. You do not need to pray, Lord God. Use me, Lord God. Help, Lord, anoint me to 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 do signs. You are already anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah, I just see, even in Phoenix, hallelujah, hallelujah. Betty, I even see that that, that you'll have meetings where people will bring the sick and the dead, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, praise God, glory to God, hallelujah. That's going to be so awesome if that happens during Halloween, hallelujah, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no competition against the church. There is no competition against God. Against God. Hallelujah. And it's time. This is the show me generation. We will show them the power of God. We will show them why they should believe. It is time for shock and y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the thing is, you have the fire of God. You have the fire of God upon you. You have... Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That the rivers of life flow out of you. Amen. You flow with the hallelujah. Glory to God. It's time to say goodbye to dead religion. Say goodbye to lukewarm Christianity. Cold hearted Christianity, hard hearted Christianity, and, and flow on the river that's flowing out of you. And just get on that raft and that cruise ship, hallelujah, and, and just go. And flow in these signs of waters, hallelujah. And, and you only know, you say, what? Did that come from me, hallelujah? God just needs a vessel, hallelujah. You, you just show up, and the Lord's going to do everything else, hallelujah. The presence of God is going to be so strong. If you will just be healed when they come in your environment, hallelujah. Praise God, because the Holy Ghost is with you, hallelujah. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream, dream. And all my manservants and all my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Well, Hallelujah. One proof, one um, outward sign that the Holy Spirit is being poured out, that people are going to see, they're going to prophesy and have visions and dreams. Hallelujah. See, we live on a continuous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit hovers over your life. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in your heart. The Holy Spirit is upon you. And you live in a continuous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And as a believer, you can access... That outpouring, hallelujah, in your life, in your daily life, in your ministry, how every believer has a ministry, hallelujah. Every believer should heal the sick. Every believer should raise the dead, hallelujah. hallelujah. these signs and wonders are not just for the few, but for the many, hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, there will be those that will be leaders in signs and wonders, hallelujah. Amen. But God wants everyone to flow in signs and wonders, and this is the time. Do not say this is not the time. It's time to awaken, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um do we live in a continuous we live in a continuous we live in a continuous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in this Hallelujah? Yes and Amen, hallelujah. Yes and Amen, hallelujah. Do you believe in this? Hallelujah. I believe in this Hallelujah. This is even beyond our our limits of of our human Pause of thinking. Hallelujah, Amen. This is of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. This is of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Amen. It's time, not just to to challenge the prophet of Bel, but wipe the earth. Hallelujah. Of any prophet of Bell. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There there will be no competition. Hallelujah. The church will, shall come into dominion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There'll be no religion that will compete against the church. And and governments will not be able to hinder the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because we will have we will have the voice of the people. Hallelujah. Because many people are hurting. Nations are hurting all over the earth. They are have become sick. And they and, and the leaders are not helping them. But Christ has heard their prayers and he has delegated. His in, in His divine intervention to your hands, that that you will lay hands, and they shall recover. And that that when people come around you, they will just be so intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. They will they will feel the cloud of God's glory. They will have carpet time revival, They will be on the floor. Hallelujah. They will be slain in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's gonna be New eyes and deaf and dumb and will hear and see, hallelujah, and, and speak, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Zechariah. Zechariah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Zechariah 10, verse 1. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain, and the Lord will make flashing clouds, and he will give them showers of rain and grass the appeal for everyone. Well, amen. You live in the reign of the Holy Spirit. The clouds of glory are in your heart. And clouds of glory are hovering over the church. Hallelujah. And where us believers are, whatever city you are, there's clouds of glory coming. Hallelujah. The clouds of revival. Hallelujah. And there are fat with rain. Hallelujah. Amen. And the reign of the Holy Spirit is already raining upon you. Hallelujah. The reign of the Spirit. Believe for the reign of the Spirit every day. Hallelujah. Because you have it because of Christ. What Christ has done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is the open door for revival. And no one can close Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You do not need to earn revival. Hallelujah. You are to surrender. 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 Hallelujah. It is time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We will hear it very soon. We'll hear it. Hallelujah. We'll hear a sound. We'll hear a sound of Laramore. A sound will go out in Laramore, North Dakota. A sound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People don't know where Laramore, North Dakota is. Hallelujah. Lord of God, people don't even know where North Dakota is. But there shall be a sound. There shall be a sound hallelujah, that shall go up, and the sound of revival shall go up through the whole entire world, hallelujah. And it will come from Laramore, North Dakota. Glory to God, hallelujah. Right now there may be a few, but soon there will be thousands upon thousands upon thousands, hallelujah. Glory to God. That city has been, that town has been separated unto a holy purpose, For this time, hallelujah, glory to God. God's going to shake He's going to shake us with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's going to be hallelujah. Amen. There will be no reason to go to the bar. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we may need to use those bars for Bible studies. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's time to you live in the reign of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You live in the reign of the Spirit. Because you are under the open heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes and, and, and think about these clouds in your heart. These clouds over you, hallelujah. And they're raining, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now the question is how many souls do you want? How many nations do you want? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And not only that, not only that that the that the presence and revival but also finances and wealth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because not only um, we're going to move forward, but the church is going to be made beautiful. It's going to be made beautiful, hallelujah. Glory to God. It's going to be, hallelujah, glory to God. It's time. In Hebrews chapter 10, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse um, 19. Amen. Everyone still there? Hello? Yes. Amen. Yeah, I'm here. Just making making, sure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19.
2: I'm here also.
0: Glory to God. Says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiness by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's by the blood of Jesus you can have revival. The blood you you can flow in divine healing. Amen. Hallelujah. The blood you can you can see visions, hallelujah. It's by the blood of Jesus we come into the throne of the very throne of God. Hallelujah. See? Some people look at that verse and they want to put religious tones on it. But but some look at the word that verse and say, "Hey, I can come into the presence of God. I, I I can go in the very throne of God. Hallelujah! That's good news. Hallelujah! Praise God! And that's who we're talking to. We're not talking to the, those that put religious really tones on on the scripture that says, oh that's that just whatever.' You know, um, you know, um, Paul wasn't like, you know, he just just we just put that in there. You no, know, um, Hallelujah." You can come when you pray, Hallelujah! You literally come into the throne by the blood of Jesus Christ, and by that blood you can, you can, you come in God's presence—the soaking presence of God, the revival presence. Of God. It's by the blood you can you can have the presence of God, that you can have revival, Hallelujah! Glory to God! How are we going to maintain this revival? Is by the blood of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah! The moment we start taking credit for it, and 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 um. Uh, hallelujah! Putting you know our, you know, um, the Lord of God. It's none of human effort, Hallelujah. Christ already shed His blood once and for all, Hallelujah. to God, if you look read the Hebrews that that He, that He shed His blood already, He shed His blood already. Just think, before you were a sinner, Christ died for you. Before we were lukewarm, Christ died for. You. Before we we um, lacked the Holy Ghost and Lack this, and lack that, and lack this, and uh, which are lies. You don't lack it. Hallelujah. Christ died for us. He paid the price, hallelujah. He paid the price, hallelujah. Amen. Because when Christ went to the cross, he took no hearing of the Holy Ghost, no revival, no reign of the Holy Spirit, no, um, no revival, no signs of us. dead religion, not all to the cross, been nailed to the cross. Hallelujah. Yesterday I, w- I was I was praying, I was repenting for all the dead works and religious works I've done. And I was praying God to cleanse me from that. Let that be a prayer to you, that you ask God to cleanse you of all dead works and religious works. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because I want the Holy Ghost. I want signs and wonders. I want the miraculous. Hallelujah. And And God wants that for you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. In Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter um, um chapter two, verse sixteen. Hallelujah. Wait, sorry, sorry. That's wrong. Chapter two, verse six, sorry. It says in Ephesians. And raised us up together and made us sit together in having places place of the churches, We are seated with Christ. We are seated with Christ. In Revelation, chapter 3, verse 21, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father, on his throne we are seated on the throne of Christ. We're seated in the very presence of God where the pillar of fire, the pillar cloud, the chicana glory, the intoscase and holy ghost, the so called presence of God, the revival. Amen, revival. And the glory of God is there is so much revival. So much the presence of God that you do not know. A lot of us are good um, and I think all of us of an experienced carpet time revival, it means when you come in the presence of God, that, that there's a manifestation of God's presence. You're on the floor because you, you can't even move, and and um you're you're in into SSC you know, um trance. You're in a trance and raptures, and God is is giving you visions and downloading and speaking to you and, and hallelujah and, and um. And there's going to be a new kind of usher that has to drag you out of the presence of God, so you can go home. Otherwise, you'll just be there. Hallelujah! Which is that's also a good thing. Hallelujah! Glory to God. But you got to believe that you're in the presence of God. In Revelation chapter four, verse one, it says, "Hallelujah!" This is I like this verse. Hallelujah. Just don't look, look at this as, as the rapture, okay? Look at this as now. Look at this. It, this is your prayer life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You say, where's Betty? Well, right now she's hanging out in heaven and all. She'll be back in 12 hours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. After these things I looked and behold, a door is standing open in heaven. Hallelujah. See, the door is open. Mm-hmm. Amen. The door is standing open. And every believer, if you're a born again believer, if you name the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Heaven is an open door for you, heaven is an open door for you, hallelujah, hallelujah. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, Come up here, and I'll show you things which must take place after this. And the first voice, and the first voice, hallelujah, come up here, hallelujah. Wow. People wanna wait they wanna wait until they they die to get to heaven, but you can start enjoying join heaven right now. You come, you can go up there in prayer. Hallelujah. You go up there in prayer by the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah there, hallelujah. You can go up there to revelation, through to prophecy, to translation, through teleportation, hallelujah. Glory to God, and, and, um, but, but the thing is, you're already there, you are already there, so you're just awakening, but you're already there, you're, you're just becoming conscious of, 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 of that you're already there, we're in two places at once, but we're more than in two places at once, because the about heavenly places, heavenly places, hallelujah, praise God, heavenly places, hallelujah, glory to God, and. Um, Praise God. People, they'll say, Eric, what are you doing today? Well, I'm hanging out in heavenly places, so so I'm like, I'm kind of busy right now, hallelujah, because there's more than one place in heaven, hallelujah, glory to God. Praise God. The thing is, this is the life of the believer. This is the life of the believer. This is the life of the believer, hallelujah. Glory to God. This is the life of the believer. Can you imagine if you went out and witnessed to somebody and says you can enjoy heaven every day. You can you can get jacked up on God every day, hallelujah, glory to God. Well, some religious people say, well, you're going to have some suffering. You're going to have some persecution and, and you're going to have some hard times. Well, yes, we're going to have that, but the thing is, at the same time, we're going to be jacked up on the Holy Ghost. It's just that we believe in one thing over another. Amen? One... one that that God has promised, hallelujah, God has promised, amen. He has promised the presence of God in your life, hallelujah, amen. Glory to God, hallelujah. He has promised the presence of God, hallelujah, glory to God. And, you know, and and so trials will flee, amen, at the fire of God. The fires of trials will, will submit to the fire of God in your life. It will be burned up. Because the fire of God can burn up those trials. Hallelujah. Burn up those demons. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, when we're talking about, um, um, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, when we're talking about, um, that, that we dwell in open heaven because. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us, and we rest in Him. As a believer, the, um, says we are one with God, and God is one with us because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the finished works of Christ. The third heaven throne room comes into your environment, and your environment comes into the third heaven throne room. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. People this is gonna be the report soon at Betty's place in Phoenix. Hallelujah. Cause people will say, I went I went to heaven today. Where's heaven? Well, it's at Betty's place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 In um, 1 first um Corinthians chapter three verse sixteen. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? Hallelujah, Amen. Not only do you see it into the very throne room of God by the blood of Jesus, but also you are the temple of God and the third heaven throne room. And the and heaven is in your heart. The heavens are in your heart. The third heavens in your heart. Hallelujah. Where the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, the shining glory, the Toskish and oracle, the revival of God, the presence of God, the glory of God is. You got so much revival in you. How do you got so much and it's going to flow from you, hallelujah. And that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen in Laramore, hallelujah. There's going to be a river that begins to flow from your hearts and it's going to start flowing throughout Laramore and then it's going to flow around the world, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. People will be, they'll be, um hallelujah. Glory to God. It's just, um, God's gonna really open up. He's gonna open up a lot of doors to him. I'm talking. I'm talking about the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Hallelujah. In Ephesians, Hallelujah. Chapter. Um, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And all these these bookmarks that I put in. So I can find these verses fast. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Wow. It's a simple thought that you're in the presence of God. You can practice God's presence by just a simple thought. Hallelujah. Just by a simple thought. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just be in awe of God. Hallelujah. Just be in awe of God. Hallelujah. Just be in awe of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report." If there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. How you meditate on these things? Hallelujah. Uh, amen and Amen. So, um, you know, one thing that the Lord showed me is, is how do you drink of the Spirit? How do you drink of the... Drink of the Spirit it, it is when you feel that presence. When you feel that presence, close your eyes and just meditate on that on that feeling that meditate on that presence and 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 you'll just start drinking you'll start drinking you'll start drinking you'll start drinking hallelujah glory to god we got to drink more got to drink more hallelujah got to drink more hallelujah let's stop being sober christians hallelujah let's get sober let's get off religion hallelujah and get on the holy ghost let's get let's get in the wine hallelujah let's, it's poor. Hallelujah! I just, you know what? Hallelujah! I just want to prophesy that that, amen. We're we're um, these meetings that are going on in the Laramore Revival Center. Hallelujah! Praise God, amen. That's, hallelujah, going on that I'm talking, That's gonna that's gonna be the most popular bar in town. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah in, in Grand Forest County. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! It's not gonna be a dry county. Hallelujah. People drive the Holy Spirit no more. Hallelujah! The Holy Ghost is gonna be just so pouring out. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Amen. There's not gonna be no room for all the cars. So it's just gonna it's gonna happen. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, hallelujah. so we gotta learn how to cultivate God's presence. It's just really realizing and, and just renewing um, your mind that you're already in God's presence. And you begin to practice God's presence. This is on a daily level, and then there's times where you just you you set apart just to soak in God's presence for like hours. Hallelujah! For hours. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Hallelujah. It's it is, it is time. Hallelujah. It is time, and and this is um, practicing God's presence and soaking God is the key to revival. Knowing that you're already in the presence of God, the key is the revival. You have revival, hallelujah, because it started in AD 33 when Christ ascended and sat down on the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and we just need to awaken. We just need to believe. And this revival is going to flow from us. The world don't have revival yet. Hallelujah. And there's believers that don't have revival because they, 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 they believe a lie. They believe a lie. It's called delusion, delusion, delusion. These churches, you walk in these churches and you don't feel no presence. It's a delusion, a delusion, a lie, a lie that these things are not for today. But they are for today, hallelujah. But I say, you know, one thing I say, if they don't want the gift of spirit, they don't want this stuff, God, give me more. Give me what they don't want, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. But it's time, hallelujah. It is time. Amen. We just got hallelujah, it's time. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Amen. Um, it's it's going to be awesome, hallelujah. It's going to be awesome, hallelujah. And, and one thing the Lord just spoke to me, I forgot to tell Lois that, that, that God's going to do a miracle soon. He's going to do a miracle soon. That's going to just, um, hallelujah that you'll be um there will be you know what happened what happened and you'll be sharing it hallelujah and Eric will be sharing hallelujah glory mm-hmm. to god hallelujah glory to god hallelujah glory to god hallelujah praise the father the son and the holy ghost hallelujah oh hallelujah mm-hmm. amen hallelujah mm-hmm. father in the name of jesus i pray for everyone who's listening this message everyone influenced by this ministry Oh God, and, and the church of the world, right now, we pray, God, restore the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. God, we pray for the unfolding of the presence of God. Release the revival of God in Jesus' name. Release the, the liquor of the Holy Ghost, the wine of the Holy Spirit of oh God. And let's live in the overflow of oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, release this impartation right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, in Phoenix, Arizona; in Livermore, North Dakota; in Omaha, Nebraska; in India, Hallelujah; in 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 the Philippines right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah, and and every nation that's represented here, and those who are listening to this podcast, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, and, and I just and I just ask everyone who's listening to this podcast, share this podcast, share this podcast with all your friends. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, and with your pastor. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah, and Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Amen. Um, Errol, do you want to share anything before we close?
3: Amen. No, I think you. I think everything's been pretty well touched on. Draw near to God. Amen. Uh, it's by the blood of Jesus you have access. Draw near to God. He lives within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is now. And uh, it's only it, It's not through politics. It's not through Trump. It's not through. Republicans, it's not through Democrats, it's not through Bidens, it's through the kingdom of God that things will be made right. People have looked at politics for their salvation. Politics has no salvation. Politics is filled with lies, deception. Only the kingdom of God, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and you only have eternity by him and by his blood and by his sufferings, and our faith is not in the sufferings on the cross. Our faith is not in the cross. Our faith is not in the empty tomb. Our faith is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. without his resurrection we have we are all people the most vain we preached the resurrection the new life Amen. being born again and being Amen. kings and priests and sons and daughters of the most high god hallelujah, hallelujah. being Amen. brothers being sons and daughters of jesus it's by jesus blood that we have life, because life is in the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank
1: you, Lord. Amen. Praise Praise you,
0: Jesus. Amen. I I see three meetings that we'll have in the future conference calls. One will be, we'll be talking about all the signs and wonders. We'll just be talking about all the signs and wonders that are happening. (laughs) Next, we'll be talking... The next one we'll be talking about what what we're experiencing in, in revival, and the third one is we'll try to talk under the the intoxication of Holy Ghost, and and we'll be talking like we're just drunk out of our mind, Hallelujah, and yeah. and um because we're just so drunk and and yeah. we may not understand each other, but it's going to be a good meeting, Hallelujah, glory amen. to God, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, that's but that's pretty. that's Hallelujah, Amen, Amen, Amen.